Welcome. It's great to see all of you here this morning. Another session of Next with a little bit of journey infused, a little bit of journey infused in the middle of that. Just just, just a couple, but uh, anyway. Uh, it is great to see all of you here today. Thank you for coming. Um, I'm excited to uh, be able to tell you that I'm not teaching today, that uh, Aaron Duran's going to be coming and talking to us here in just a little bit. Um, just to give you an update on, on what's going to happen this week, Aaron, we're going to hear from Aaron this week. Next week, Sister Murphy is going to be talking to us, so make sure that you come out. Love to see a packed house. And I told you all this last week, but it took a little bit of doing to get this lady in here, and I had to give her a lot of grace and a lot of time that she finally told me she was ready. So looking forward to that next week, and then the week after that, Aaron's going to be finishing up uh, with what he starts with us today. So um, I'm glad that you guys can hear somebody else, uh, and it's always quality material. I had lunch with Aaron earlier this week, and um, he's found himself walking in some places that six months ago he probably would not have imagined, and uh, a lot of changes and transition going on in his life, and he's He's just following God, and he's following God's heart, and um, that was one of the things that really came out of that discussion I had with him at lunch that day. He's just open to God, whatever you want to do, and however you want to do it, and that says a lot about somebody, and um, he's just, um, he's doing a great job with the place that God has with him right now, and um, I just want you to hear from him today. So would you uh, give a big next and journey welcome to Aaron Duran as he Comes to the podium, Amen. A little more than I was needing there for sure. Um, <clears throat> first off, I just want to say uh, thank you to Jason for uh, for allowing me to do this. Um, he's right. At probably six months ago, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said I was going to be doing what I'm doing now, but um, things happen and they happen for a reason, I believe, and. Uh, me and Brittany both, we both agree that, you know, we don't really know where we're supposed to be or how we're supposed to get there, but whatever comes along, we're going to take it and we're going to roll with it and surely we'll get where we need to be some kind of way. So, um, uh, you know, really nervous about teaching y'all for sure, uh, honestly, I, uh, and, and probably the reason next, or uh, yeah, Journey's not here is because they probably heard I was coming, so... Uh, <laughs> They probably didn't want to hear me anymore, but um, today I want to talk to y'all a little bit about it, and uh, just a little couple of disclaimers, I, I don't really read very much, I don't like to read, I never like to read, I read very slow, and I have this, this mind that just wanders, and I'm, you know, I'm going to talk about that in a second, but um, some of the things that I do read and that I can do are, are things that, uh, that help me, so I can't read, you know, a book about so-and-so going to this imaginary land doing this crazy heroic stuff, and I, I just, I lose it. I, I can't sit there and do it because I got my mind going somewhere else. I'm doing something. I got to cut the grass. I got to do whatever it is, you know. But something that lifts me up and something that builds me and something that pushes me to do something else, I can force myself to sit down and, and read through it, and then, you know, then it helps me. I feel like it helps me. So today, um, uh, hang on. As much as I, I, I could wish that I could say all this material that I'm about to tell y'all is mine, it's not. It's, uh, it's, it's from a book that I did start reading, and I've been reading for a while, because that's the way I read for a while. Uh, it's a book called Start, and it's by John Acuff. Anybody here read that book yet? Or? 
Okay, it's a very good book, um, and it's very simple. It's very, you know, it's my kind of book. But um, so I've been reading it for a while, and, you know, I'll sit down, and I can't just blow through it cover to cover. You know, I'll sit down, and I'll start reading a page, and I'm like, man, that's good stuff. And, you know, I'm still reading, but my mind's, like, going, like, man, how can I apply that to my life? And before I know it, I'm way over here, and I've read the whole page, and i got to go back and read it again because I don't remember what I read. That's just how it works for me, so... But uh, another disclosure would be that this book is kind of like, a, um, and, and like many things in life, it's kind of like a love song. You know, it's kind of like if you take the pronouns out and you can direct it towards a girlfriend or you could direct it towards God. You know, it really, you could, it could go both ways. So today, you know, this book is usually used for like a career-based, uh, you know, um, start doing work that matters for your career. But for our purposes, we're going to use this as a start doing work that matters for God. You know, start, you start doing things that matter for God. So, uh, start. That's the name of the book. And uh, Nathan, I gave him a cool uh, background early this morning. Uh, but it's start your road to awesome, basically, what we're talking about. We all want to be awesome, right? We all want to be awesome. So, there's two roads to life. There's a road to awesome and there's a road to average, right? And you really don't have to do anything to be average. You just do nothing, and you're pretty average, right? But it takes some work to be awesome. So today we're going to talk about the stops along the way on the road to awesome. So anybody in here that just really just wants to be average? Nobody? Good. Glad. <laughs> but average is, is, is probably the majority of the world. So nobody... Um, sets out and aims for average, right? Nobody uh, sets out for status quo. Nobody longs to be just ordinary. Nobody does that. Unfortunately, though, a lot of times fear and doubt will keep us from ever really taking that, that first step towards our dream. We know what we're dreaming about. We know what we'd like to do, but we have that fear and that doubt that maybe we can't do it or whatever it might be, and, and we just don't ever take that first step. So, you know, one day you're going to wake up, you're going to be in your 30s, or you're going to be in your 40s, and you're going to say, how did I get here? You know, how did I get here? And, and really, what have I done? Right? And so you're going to start wondering, you know, how can I be more awesome more often? Right? You're going to, how can I do that? I want to do that. Because we've all had those times in our life where we had an awesome moment. We had, I mean, that was awesome. And that really, really, really felt really awesome, really great. I'm using awesome a lot in this whole deal, so get ready. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. So, uh, but it really felt good, and you wonder if there's a way, you know, and this is from straight from the book because it sounds cliche, but how can I punch fear in the face? How can I escape my average life, and how can I do work that really matters, okay? Because we do work every day. We all go to work, but I want to do some work that really matters, that really is, is more eternal work, right? So, uh, I'm here to tell you this morning that it's not very complicated. <clears throat> Anyone who's ever... Uh, done anything that really lasted, not you know, or, or really was successful in something that lasted, not just winning the lottery or something like they got really lucky, but has gone, you know, they've gone through these five steps or these five stages or five destinations that we're going to talk about today. And traditionally, these things have been tied to your age. So you had to be a certain age to be doing this certain or be in this certain destination point, right? So what are these steps I'm going uh, to talk about or these destinations? I'm just going to go through them right quick, and then we're going to kind of hit on a little bit of them. So the first one would be learning. Then there's editing. Then there's mastering. Then you go to harvesting and guiding. 
All right, so learning, editing, mastering, harvesting, and guiding. So like a simple roadmap, <clears throat> these five destination points are the points that you're going to reach on your way to being awesome and to being the awesome whoever you are. So in your 20s, this is how they used to be. In your 20s, you would reside to your learning stage. You know, you're going to college, you're doing those different things, or you're getting a job or several jobs or whatever it might be. Uh, in your 30s, you're editing. You're, fo you're focusing in on what you've learned. You're focusing on your career, your relationships, uh, and, and every, really, every part of your life. So then in your 40s, <clears throat> you're mastering. You, you, you know, you go to that mastering stage, and you really start, you've already edited out what needs to be edited, and you go to that mastering, you're doing the things that are really important, the things that really you really got and you really liked, and you start to really um, just really get everything you can out of it. And so then in your 50s, you go and you start harvesting, right? And so in your 50s, this is when you're supposed to make the most money in this, in this decade of your 50s, and you start reaping the things that you sowed in your learning and in your editing stages, right? And so the harvesting... You start harvesting like abundant relationships and just abundant money and just whatever it might be. And then you go into your 60s. And now you're entering in that place where you're guiding. And you get to give back generally, generously to the people that, that are on that same path that you can see that I've been on this path for 30 years. I'm going to start giving back to those people and help them to get where I am today. So now <clears throat> this path to awesome, it's narrow, right? It's much narrower than all the others, but <clears throat> more common path, I'm sorry, it's, more, it's narrower than the more common path, the, the path to, to just average. But the trickiest thing is that, that both paths, the, the path to awesome and the path to average, they both start in the same place. They both have the same starting point, right? And then they both end in the same place of harvesting and guiding. They both start and end in the same place. The key difference, though, is... That if you trek the path to awesome, your harvest is going to be abundant, right? And you will guide other people down their own abundant paths. But on the other hand, if you coast the path of average and never dare to believe that you can learn or edit or master your own bit of awesomeness, then you will harvest a crop that neither you nor anyone else desires to have. And you will then guide, but instead of illuminating a, an awesome path, you're going to be like that that um, lighthouse on the rocks that says, don't come here. The rocks here, you're going to crash and you're going to burn right here. Don't do it. That's the kind of illumination you're going to be instead of that, that awesome path, right? So how, do, how many of you remember <laughs> before Internet and before cell phones? I can raise my hand. Just, yeah. I figured most of y'all would except for maybe just a couple. So now the world turned back then, right? But it was just at a much, much slower pace. How did we get anything done? I wonder all the time, like, how did I go down the road without a cell phone that Brittany could call me and say, oh, you forgot this, or oh, I forgot this, or you forgot a kid, or whatever it was, you know? But the Internet and smartphones more specifically, they were game changers. They really were. They were game changers. They changed everything. And one of the biggest things that the Internet has done is radically shorten the path to reaching your dreams. So it, it's, it's not as long anymore. While the five stages of awesome have held true for decades, reaching awesome used to be primarily post-midlife accomplishment. So you really couldn't reach awesome until later on in life. You can't be awesome right now. You can't do it. You have to wait. You have to go through this. You have to go through that. So the path to awesome was decades long, and there was little you could do to shorten it. The Internet, and especially social media and Google, has changed that, though. 
Now it's just find, you know, you just have to find your starting point and you have to stay on the right path. So we think that awesome is a big deal and that, you know, it's just too hard to get to. But you used to know awesome quite well, and we all did at some point, but especially when we were kids. So my son Parker, everybody here knows Parker. You know, he will tell you that everything that he does and everything that he sees is awesome with a T-H. It's awesome, Dad. This is all, you know, Anna Kate falls and, and bumps her. Dad, that was awesome. It's awesome, Dad. Everything is awesome to him, right? He's learning so much. He, he's learning at such a rapid pace. He's learning language. He's learning, you know, and that's awesome. He's learning, uh, you know, the laws of physics, and that's awesome. And he's also learning, you know, elements of balance, and he's way better at it than Anna Kate. And he's the one who should be having the bumps and bruises, but she gets them all. But everything, everything is awesome to him. And as kids, we're absorbing everything in our, that crossed our paths, and, and everything is new, and everything's a new experience, and it's all, all awesome. So age is no longer a primary factor, though, uh, that determines where you are on your map. Life is now less about how old you are and more about when you decide to become awesome. So we, tell, we talk about all the time about that decision. You have to make a decision. You can make the decision now or you can make the decision later. But when you make the decision kind of determines when you reach awesome. So let's start. <clears throat> the starting line, that's the only place that you completely control. Like You control when and where you start. And that's the only moment that you really get to be the boss, right? So those of you here like that want to be the boss, here's your chance. You know, here's your chance to be the boss. So it's going to be, uh, you know, pretty much impossible, though, to accurately predict your finish line because when you start that path to awesome, you know, things change radically all the time. They always change. And, but the surprises of life, they give you, a, you know, they always give you a better, better way than you thought that it could have been. So in Isaiah 5, I'm sorry, 55, 6 through 10, and I'm going to read the message because I read a couple of them. This one said it the, the best way that I thought anyway. It says, seek God while he is here to be found. And that's big in itself. Seek God while he's here to be found. Pray to him while he's close at hand. Let the wicked abandon their way of life and the evil their way of thinking. Let them come back to God who is merciful. Come back to our God who is lavish with forgiveness. And it says, I don't think... I don't, this is God talking, says, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way that I work, God says. For the, as the sky soars high above the earth, so are the ways, so I'm sorry, so the way I work surpasses the way that you work. And so the way I think is beyond the way that you think, right? So when you let God take it, whenever you go through life and you're trying to be awesome, but you take those moments, those, uh, we, we call them challenges, but they're also opportunities. You take those opportunities, those are the things that are going to boost you into awesome because it's going to be better if you take that and not just take the comfort zone. You take that, that's going to what's going to boost you. So uh, you'll have work, you have to work incredibly hard on your start, right? The starting point is hard to do, it's not easy. You have to be deliberate, intentional, you have to be focused, and then you'll have to be brave enough to prepare enough to react to those surprises and that present themselves. So, you know, not only do you have to be deliberate and focused and all that, but you're going to have to, you know, step out of your box and then be courageous and brave, something that maybe you're not used to being used to doing, and step out and say, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take it, you know, whatever it might be. So average is so popular 
because it's so familiar. We know how to do average very well. It's, it's very easy. So 99% of the world, they do average. Uh, the road's well marked. You know, everybody takes it. The decisions are obvious. And the next step is crystal clear. And that's what we all want. God, just show me. Just, like, write it in the clouds. What is my next step going to, you know, please put it in a book. You know, hand come out and scroll it on the wall, whatever it might be. What's my next step, God? To please just show me. Don't make me have to figure this out on my own. But, you know, average is predictable. But awesome is adventurous. Awesome is stepping out there to the unknown and doing something that you're scared of, basically. So when you face, when you face with a decision to be awesome, and it, you know, most people stay average. Most opt for the familiar. Most opt for the comfort. The road to awesome, though, is, is, uh, is tough. And it's, it's defined as, uh, you know, by its surprises and along the way, is that's how it's defined about those opportunities, those challenges that, that meet you along the way. That's what defines that road to awesome. It's that dirt road that twists through the mountains. It's, you know, and every time you make another turn, you know, it's something to surprise. And just, uh, when I was going through this, it reminded me, uh, when me and Brittany were on our honeymoon, we went to uh, Pagosa Springs, Colorado. I told her I didn't want to go to the beach. That was my one request. I didn't want to go to the beach. So we, uh, we went to Pagosa Springs, Colorado, and uh, we were just going to have all kind of fun, you know, all these adventures I wanted to do. And one of those was whitewater rafting. And so we were, you know, we signed up, and Brittany's, you know, kind of sweating it a little bit. She's not quite as adventurous as I am at that point. She's learned, but at that point, she was just kind of Brittany and doing her thing. But uh, I was like, all right, we're going on. We're, we're doing this. So we're on the way, and we signed up, and they start talking about how you know, we're the first ones to go down this river this year. You know, the snow's melting, the, the river's raging. We're the first ones to do this, you know, so we're going to have to stop at every, every turn. We're going to have to get out. We're going to have to look and make sure it's clear, like dangerous. So we're riding the bus over there, and I'm like, oh, goodness. I'm about to kill my new bride. I'm going to have to go home and tell her dad what happened. And I, was, I, was, I started sweating it then. But it was true. We got there, and we put on, you know, wetsuits. We put on raincoats we put on life jackets we had booties we had the glove the whole nine yards and it was freezing i'm talking about it it couldn't have been much above freezing like literally 33 34 degrees it was cold and then you get in the cliffs and then there's shadow and there's shade and there's no sun and it, it drops like 10 15 degrees probably but every single turn we got to we'd pull over we'd walk we'd go see what trees and what rocks and what it was and then we come back to the boat. We give a report to the ladies, and they, you know, ah! and then we go, and we, we you know, we made it. We're here today. We, we, we lived, and so it was fun. It was fun. We, we were awesome after that for sure. But, you know, uh, <clears throat> if taking that first step to awesome were easy, though, you know, everybody would be doing. Everybody, we wouldn't have got a spot on the boat on the river that day because everybody would have been doing it. You know, everybody would have been signed up. It had been taken. We'd all be doing it already. We'd all already be awesome. But one of the hardest things, uh, hardest things that you'll, you'll find, or I'm sorry, one of the hardest things that you have to get comfortable with, though, in your road to awesome is tension. Everybody says, tension, oh, man. But you're going to have to be a realist, and you're going to have to be a dreamer at the same time, things that are pulling apart. You're going to have to be practical and impractical all at the same time. You're going to have to be logical and illogical all at the same time. So you have to be brutally realistic 
about your present circumstance. Where am I right now? And then wildly unrealistic about your future circumstance. Where can I be? You've got to be crazy about that. You have to be brutally realistic when you answer that question of where am I right now? Answering the question honestly, though, that's like the most critical point of your walk with God. Where am I right now? And that's something that we don't want to do sometimes. You think about, when you, you know, in church-wise, with, with your walk with God. Where am I right now? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I, am I where I need to be? And, and if that answer is no, then it's like all this guilt and all this shame and all these things come up. But that's okay because now you know where you are. And now you know where you need to go. So you must never confuse faith that will prevail you to the end with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever that might be. Honestly, looking at where you currently are in life turns your present into a platform. So it's a platform that you can jump off of instead of just that prison of guilt and shame that holds you back. So knowing where you are, now I know where I am. This is where I am. I'm going that way from here, right? Going that way. <clears throat> so what to expect when I'm starting? What to expect when you're getting started? So we all heard that we need to find our purpose. Find your purpose. Find your purpose. Well, in this book, it talks about purpose not being a final destination. It's not a final destination. Purpose is something that we have to start with. So purpose, you have to live with purpose. Every day has to have purpose. This best way that I can describe this is uh, in sales. You know, I'm new to sales, but I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with it. And so on January 1st, you know, we have these goals, and they're huge goals. I mean, they, they want you to sell this much because they want you to go this place, right? And it's like, wow, how am I ever going to do that much? So they encourage us to break it down, you know, monthly goals, weekly goals, daily goals. And so we're just chipping away at it, chipping away at it. The whole time we had that, that big goal in mind, but we're just like, clawing away at those small goals if we can meet those small goals and have those small victories then that larger goal eventually would just like just we'll just eat it away so it allows us to start with smaller goals and, and small victories and get those things done and knock out that that bigger goal so start where you are is what i'm trying to say start where you are start with with what matters to you so what what matters to you where do you want to be what do you want to do <clears throat> you can't get locked down with with a single purpose so you can't say, okay, I'm going to be a Sunday school teacher, and that's it. I'm a Sunday school teacher. Don't ask me to do nothing else. I'm not singing. I'm not, I'm not uh, opening the door. I'm not taking off or nothing. I'm a Sunday school teacher. That's it. You can't do that because <clears throat> that's going to suffocate you, right? It's, gonna, it's just going just gonna, to – all those other opportunities that, that, that will come along that will really guide you on your path will just be shut out of your life. <clears throat> so – Forget finding your purpose, right? Forget finding your purpose. It's, ne it's a never-ending story that is going to leave you empty inside, but live with purpose. Live every day with purpose. Whatever you're doing, do it with purpose. Whatever, you know, it, it, as, as if it's approach, it's the approach to that, that's going to shape everything that you do. Purpose is that first thing. So, you know, when you get up in the morning, you go to work, go to work with purpose. When you play with your kids, you know, play with them with purpose. When you love your spouse, love her with purpose or him, <laughs> vacation, vacation with purpose, have fun with purpose, dream with purpose, and serve God with purpose, don't just do it because this is what I do, do it because this is what I want to do, and this is why I want to do it, right, <clears throat> so when you live, when you live with purpose, you'll look back one day and realize that your purpose found you, you didn't find your purpose, your purpose found you because purpose is attracted to motion, 
and it's, a church, it's attracted to momentum. Whenever you're doing what you're supposed to do and you're doing it every day and you're doing it with purpose, that purpose is going to find you. I guarantee it. It will. So let's talk about shortcuts. Who in here likes a shortcut? I mean, look, this, 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 what is this road uh, right here? This is uh, Sullivan off of uh, George Sullivan to, to Hooper. That's our shortcut. That's Carter. Dad, we're going to take the shortcut today? You know, because someone told him one day something about shortcuts, so we had to make a shortcut up. But everybody likes to find a shortcut. Everybody likes a shortcut. That's just human nature. But if you want to reach harvest, the land of harvesting, if you want to reach that, if you want to go through this path, this road to awesome, and you want to be more often, more awesome, more awesome often, you'll have to go through those, those that, that land of learning, that land of editing, and that land of, of mastering. You have to do it. There's no shortcut. Each time you want to do something new. Each time you say, okay, I'm going to try this. Whether, you know, I'm going to try singing. There's, you know, we got infused. That's the learning. That's, that's the editing. That's that, that master. And that's why we have those things. If you want to do, you know, uh, whatever, there's, there's so many different things, especially just at this small church that we can do that you can be involved in. If you want to do it, go through these to learn about it, edit it, master it. You have to do that. You have to work hard. You have to sacrifice. You have to lean on uh, your own particular brand of awesome. Because you have your own, like God made you special. You have your own particular brand of awesome with energy and enthusiasm, all that wrapped up. So we can't skip stages, but we can't accelerate them. <clears throat> so I'm going to go through four ways that you can shorten up each time you're in these, in the, in these stages. So the number one, sta uh, number one way is to start earlier. Start earlier. And Brittany, she's going to know what I'm talking about here, but the shortcut, uh, the shortcut to greatness, is, it isn't a shortcut at all. It's just starting earlier than everybody else does, right? As a result, you're able to reach editing and mastering and harvesting much sooner. So this can be taken as a reference to age, but it also can be taken like this. It, you know, if your idea of setting or if the idea of setting your alarm 30 minutes earlier is just horrible and, and too much for you, then you might not be ready for awesome, right? You might not be ready for awesome. And I'm just going to give Brittany a prop. She is doing awesome. Like, she has started getting up early in the morning. She's, like, she beats me up sometimes. I'm like, whew. You know, but she goes in there, and she starts, you know, reading and praying, and she's got a journal. She's doing awesome. She's a real inspiration to me as to what she's doing because she, she was the person that used to say, I'm like, baby, come on, baby. You, you know, go ahead, baby. How much what time am I long off? It's like 30 seconds. I need that 30 seconds. And she's gone. You know, every second of sleep counted to her, every single second. And I know it still counts to her, and she still enjoys it, but she sacrifices, and she gets up, and she goes and does what she, she knows she needs to do because she wants to be more awesome more often. So the next step is to stand on the shoulder of giants. Stand on the shoulder of giants. What do you mean there? But you'll go further and faster than you would have on your own if you can find some giants or mentors, you know, it's people like that along the way that will, that will lift you up. They're going to share their, their wisdom. They're going to share their platform with you. The day that you think that you're going to make this road to awesome on your own, you're very, very sorely mistaken. You're not going to do it on your own. There's no way. But you've got to find those people in your life. The third way, you've got to work harder. You've got to work smarter, right? So hard work, I've never seen hard work not pay off ever in my life. I, I have, you know, not bragging on myself, but I've had to work 
I've got the work hard part down, but the work smarter part I'm still working on because I've had to work hard at everything I've ever done because I just don't, you know, give myself that much credit on the smart end. That's the third way. Fourth way, <clears throat> and this is really cool, but harvest someone else's field. Harvest someone else's field. How do you do that? That would be stealing, right? That's stealing, you know, but if you don't ask permission, it's stealing. But I'm talking about someone of influence taking a shot on you. Someone, you know, a friend of yours that has a connection getting you that interview. You know, it wasn't your connection. It was their connection. It wasn't, you know, it's not their influence it's, or your influence. It's their influence. When that special opportunity comes along the way, you have to make sure, you have to do everything you, you, that you have in your power to make the most of that situation because that's someone else's field. They're allowing you to harvest. They're saying, okay, take a piece of this and go get it, right? Go get it, and you have to go get it because if you don't, they're going to be disappointed and you're going to be disappointed. <clears throat> but John 4 and 38 says, I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. There it is, right? There it is. This one step alone, one step alone can shorten your road to awesome tremendously. That one opportunity you get, that one person that you meet that gives you that opportunity can just make you soar. And I know there's people in this room today, they've had that opportunity, and they can, they can testify to that, no doubt. So we just have to make sure <clears throat> that while we're doing all this hustling, while we're trying to get to awesome, that we don't start thinking that we deserve more than we really do. All right, so getting that entitlement. So the greatest temptation most of us will face as we reside in this land of learning is that we want to enter harvesting right away without traveling through editing and without traveling through mastering. But we want to, uh, we want to make, oh, I'm sorry, what makes us think, though, that we can skip these experiences, what, what makes us think we can do that? Everything good these days happens fast, right? And you got, you got frozen pizza, which is good. You got Google, which is awesome. And you got Amazon Prime, which two days, and if you're in the right spot, you can get it tomorrow. We're just not in the right spot yet. But why, why shouldn't our walk with God be the same way? Why shouldn't I be able to just get there right now, right away? Why I just spoke in tongues. I should be able to go reap, you know. Let me go reap. But <clears throat> once you get a little taste, you know, of that Sunday school or that singing or Whatever it is, you want to just go straight to reaping, straight to harvesting, straight to guiding. You want to, you know, but if you get on that ladder of entitlement by demanding something you don't, you know, you haven't really truly earned, it's the best way to fall flat on your face and to go right back to the starting line. I mean, just to go all the way back. Because you just tried to just skip in front of all these people, and they saw it, and they, they could tell, and you just, you just did yourself a, a, a big, great injustice. All right, so last but not least, when you're getting started and you're going to, you know, you're starting to hear these voices in your head, those mind monsters, right, Jason? We think <clears throat> these voices are our friends, but they're really not. They're your foes every single time. They're your foes. They're the voices of fear and doubt, and they are governed by a simple truth. They only get loud when you do work that matters. They're only going to speak up whenever you're doing work that matters. The voices, you know, they're going to rise up just as you're starting on that journey to awesome, just as you're getting, you know, they're going to let you get started, but as soon as you get started, I'm like, whoa, they're going to make you take a couple steps back. And they'll convey pretty much the same three messages to every person who dares to start on that road to awesome. 
They're going to say, who are you to do that? You know, you're just, you're just, you know, whoever. I'm not going to name anybody in here. But who are you to do that? Or you're too late. Everybody, you know, that's already been done. There, there's so many people out there doing that. You know, well, you can't do that. You, you know, it's, your time's way past on that. Or it's got to be perfect before you can get started. It's got to be perfect. Forget it. It's not going to be perfect. You know, we can, you know, I agree with striving for excellence, but you can't let perfection stop you from getting started, right? You can't let perfection stop you from getting started. So if you don't kill these voices, though, if you don't kill them, they're just going to get louder, and eventually they're going to kill your dreams. So with most, with most athletes, and, and Brian can attest to this, equipment operators, there's this thing called muscle memory, muscle memory. And they practice this certain movement or a series of movements, uh, you know, because the more you practice, the more you do them, you just, you know, you can do it without thinking. Or you can throw a ball, you know, this certain way, or you can hit a golf ball this certain way. And you don't have to think about all those motions because you've practiced them perfect so much that you just swing and boom, there it is. Or, you, you know, you're moving those, those handles. And I, I learned on an excavator backwards. There's two ways to learn on an excavator. And unfortunately, I learned the backwards way. And my muscle memory is so strong in that way. Like, the force is strong on, on that, and I cannot, I, look, I'm going up when I'm going down, I'm going right, on left, and it's just all jacked up. I, I, I try, but it'd take me a while to get over that. But every time you believe a lie about yourself, it becomes easier to believe that lie the next time. So that's muscle, that's, you know, that's, that's the type of muscle memory you have. But in this book, John Acuff, he gives, you know, gives us ways to beat those mind muscles, and they're really cool, and they're really kind of, I would have never thought of it, but the first way to do that, to get rid of these, these mind monsters, these voices, is to document them. Document them. Write them down. So the voices, they hate to be documented. They hate to be written down because when you write them down, usually you can see how stupid they really are, how really dumb that really is. Yes, I can. You write it up. I can do that. Why am I thinking that? Right? So the next way is to share your voices, to share your voices. Fear wants... Fear wants you to be isolated. He wants you to be on an island. He don't want you to be with anybody else. And as long as you keep that fear to yourself, no one else can tell you, hey, man, that, that's not true. You can do this. You can do that. Or that's not true, man. That, you, that's not true about you. It's not easy sometimes, though, to find that someone or that, that person or, or group of people that, that you can share those fears with or share those voices with because you just don't trust some people. But, you know, fortunately in my life, I've, I've got a group of people that I feel like I can go to and I can, I can tell them, hey, look, man, you know, this. And they'll say, hey, man, they'll just shoot me straight. They'll shoot me straight and kind of, you know, whether I like it or not, it is what it is. I feel like I'm getting good, good opinions and, and good stuff. But I have those people in my life, and I would encourage you to, to find someone. I don't care what stage you're at, where you are in, in the, in, on your road to awesome. You need someone because those voices are not going to stop. They're going to keep coming back. Every time you get to a new stage or every time you get to something that really matters, that voice is going to come out, even though, you shushed it out last time, it's going to come back and it's going to say it again. And it's going to say it again and it's going to say it again. So you have to have those people in your life that you can go to and say, hey, look, man, this is what I'm thinking. Man, get my mind right. Get my mind straight, right? So start today. And as you pass through that wall of purpose and as you kick over that ladder of entitlement and as you fight back against those voices of fear and doubt, the map to awesome will become much clearer to you. It's going to become much clearer to you. Right? So... You know, as Parker would say, awesome, awesome. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to come back. You know, this has been fun. I was really nervous, and I probably flew through this, and I probably talked really fast. That's okay. Next time I'll be better. But 
In a couple weeks, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to talk about those, those stages, those, the learning, the editing, the mastering, harvesting, guiding. I'm going to talk about all those. We're going to go a little bit more in depth in those. But uh, I would encourage you to look this book up online. And uh, there's several things on YouTube, uh, Start by John A. Cuff, you can go through. And it's just gives real good monologue on, on what the book's about and where's it going and things like that. And I would just encourage you to find books like this that are going to build you up, things that are going to lift you up, going to push you to do more, and going to push you to take that next step and to get started because we can all get you know, that fear and doubt that will just paralyze you. And you've all been there where you know where you need to go, but you're scared, and so you just don't do anything, and you're just stuck here, and you don't want to be stuck there for 30 or 40 years and looking back and, and wondering why you are where you are. So thank you all. We'll pray right quick, and then uh, we'll have you all dismiss. Lord, I want to thank you for this opportunity. Most of all, God, I want to thank you for this day. Thank you for keeping us safe today, Lord, for your blessings. Lord, I want to thank you for this group, God, that, that we're not just going to stay here, God, where, where we are now, but we're going we're gonna to move forward. Lord. We're going to take those steps. God. We're going to push ourselves. We're going to help each other to get where we need to go. Lord. Help us to be awesome for you, God. Not just awesome for ourselves, but awesome for you, God. In Jesus' name, Lord, go with us today. Lord, just say, Jesus.